yes, this is this is the right time, I think, to do this show. It's the morning. It's a morning. It's got a morning vibe to it, doesn't it? You know, you're, you're here. I don't. It's it's ten. Th- I wanted to start at ten central. It's ten thirty-seven. Who cares? What's the difference? It's Friday, right? It's Friday, and uh, and so we have the luxury of starting when we choose. Because my kids have a half day off of school today, and I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Uh, so I had to take them this morning and it feels so early. It feels so early. That seems unreasonable to expect out of little children uh, to, to make them wake up so early. But that's all right. That's life. And I wanted to talk about some of the news that I found this morning. Now, again, I, I would love to hear what you think. Send the news in to me. I will receive all of your news and information. Uh, but these are some interesting topics, some things that have been on my mind that I wanted to to talk about. Um, you know, everybody's thinking about the the whole COVID situation all the time. And and here we are, the holidays starting, right? It's um, Thanksgiving coming up and you've got the CDD, CDD, CDD. Sure, that's what I'm talking about. The CDC also, as well as the CDD, uh, urging Americans not to travel for Thanksgiving. This is a link in BBC talking about RCDC. Basically, what they're saying is um, they've seen over a million new cases, a million new cases, and Thanksgiving just a week away. They're not issuing any kind of a travel ban. They're not saying we can't travel here in, in the States, but they're saying, please don't travel. And here's the actual quote. They say, it's not a requirement. It's a recommendation for the American public to consider. This is a uh, a dude named uh, Dr. Henry Walkie, Walk. He is the COVID-19 incident manager. And he says, right now, especially as we're seeing this sort of exponential growth in cases and the opportunity to translocate disease or infection from one part of the country to another, it leads our recommendation to avoid travel at this time. So don't travel is what they're saying. Now, are you, are you guys actually really traveling right now anyway like is that are people like traveling i know people that have canceled any thanksgiving i was talking to john roderick on um on road work i still need to edit that show thanks for reminding me uh and and publish it today but he said that that, that's canceled it's just going to be him and uh and his kid and that's it they can't see his mom because she's older that's like the thing that I'm hearing. Then I'll hear that other people are traveling and they are like bringing their whole family together. And that's crazy. A friend of mine just asked me, he's like, because uh, I, I know um, a, a good place in town you can get tested. He's getting tested now. And then they're going to quarantine for the remainder of the time so that they can see their parents. Like that makes sense to me, but people are generally, they're more casual about it. They don't take it that seriously, I think. And, um, and that's a concern. Cases are, are concerning. Um, oh, and by the way, my, I found out today that my kids watch this. So, hey, kids, uh, better not curse, I guess. COVID-19 carriers uh, are most infectious earlier on. This is also another article by the BBC. I like this picture. If you're not watching this on, on YouTube, this picture shows a woman. She's leaning up against a wall with a mask on coughing. Uh, I love this image. This is a Getty images has this. I just, I love this image that she's just, it's just too much. It's just too much. She's too sick. She shouldn't be out. Go home lady, go home. 
But it says that research indicates that patients had the highest levels of virus early on in their illness, and live virus capable of replicating was found up to nine days after symptoms began. Nine days. Uh, and so they have come up with a term called peak infectivity. Peak infectivity. And it, it says that... Um, Scientists looked at 79 global studies of COVID-19 involving symptomatic people in hospitals who'd already tested positive for the virus, and they were able to say that the virus lasts up to nine days, and that's the most that's the time that you are the most infectious. And you can be, it did not, but here's the thing: it did not look at asymptomatic people, but they're saying that you can be symptomatic still before you get any symptoms, which is stressful to me. I feel I feel that that's stressful, and that's the whole problem: is that you don't know who's sick, who's walking around sick. So, have you ever thought that you're okay? Well, I'm okay. I don't feel sick, but you might be. You might be like patient zero for your area. I don't know. I'm done talking about this because it's it's stressful. Instead, let's talk about something that's not so stressful. Uh, this watch, I'm obs- I ordered this stupid thing. I have I have a problem. I'm going to admit it. So, and I actually wore. I wore the, uh, the, that was my wrist cracking. Did you hear that? That was the bone in my wrist just from moving my arm. What's happening here? Uh, so I'm wearing uh, this watch today. This is a G-Shock. I love all watches, especially mechanical automatic watches, but I do love the G-Shock watches. But check this guy out. I have, uh, I have this in a different color. This one just came out. Casio is calling this the Earth Tone series. And it is such a cool looking watch. I love this thing. And, uh, and so I had to, I had to order it. I just spent $110 on a watch that I don't need. What's wrong with me? Maybe, uh, I'll pass it on to my son or something and it'll be his Christmas gift, but I had, I had to get it. And I recommend these watches too. They're the thinnest, smallest G-Shocks. So if you've been interested in a really rugged, well-made, tough watch that still looks cool, I won't say it looks elegant, but I'll say it looks cool and is thin and light. This is the watch to go. This series of watches. There's, um, I also, so I have this one that you can see here. And if you're, if you're lucky enough to be watching the YouTube, uh, which is the GA 2110SU-3A. And the hardest, one of the hardest watches to find is this black one here. Thanks for the pop-ups. This black one, which is a GA2100-1A1, of course. This is one of my favorite watches of all time, and it's darn near impossible to find. So if you can find that one, grab it. Speaking of things that are harder to find, look at look at this. This is crazy. Oreo red velvet. It is what they call the festive limited edition. Oreo red velvet. Apparently, these are popular in, in Asia. But this one, it came out, and, and snack aficionados apparently know all about these Oreos. Uh, but it's called red velvet and they're only offering it for this one season. It is, it is red. It has Oreos, cream cheese flavored filling and a red tone. So it tastes like cream cheese, but it's an Oreo cookie. How weird is this? Uh, And, but you've got to be in Hong Kong to get this thing. Apparently it's the only place you can get it. Red velvet Oreo cookies that taste like cream cheese. How weird is that? I think it's pretty weird. Uh, 
Time, Time Magazine, I guess they come out with a special um, edition that talks about the best new inventions of 2020. When I think of an invention, I think of something that's brand new, that's never existed before. Something that is new, that has just come out, and is, uh, is amazing. And apparently, um, this is, the, uh, this is the, their picks for it, but I don't know if I go along with all of this stuff. Thanks for the pop-up. Uh, they say the PlayStation 5 is one of the best inventions of 2020. But no one really has this yet. How can they declare it the best invention of 2020 if it's just come out? <laughs> they have all birds listed on here. They've got uh, they've got a Nike Air Zoom Alpha Fly next. That's kind of cool, I guess. They have um, just you know it just seems weird to me because none of these things seem like inventions. I want something new. Give me something new. Give me something that's never existed before and then call that an invention like what quantum computing yeah i want y'all to pay very close attention to quantum computing in the near future because quantum computing right now the way quantum computers work they're nowhere near as fast as capable as even just a regular computer at doing what we think of as computing tasks they don't they don't do it very well and it's also very very difficult to write software for them apparently um that's kind of interesting to me. And this company called Zapata Computing, it's a Harvard spinoff. Uh, they have closed a $38 million funding round. And basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to build software that will make it easier for people to build software for quantum computers. They have a software platform called Orquestra, Orchestra? I think it's Orchestra. But it has all these built-in like algorithms and stuff so that if you want to do computational chemistry or other things like that, you can run them. Uh, so that's kind of cool. But just pay attention to quantum computing because any kind of leap in computational power, anything that leads us to building the simulation for thus like we're living in the simulation, that's running inside of a quantum computer somewhere. And if we're ever going to build something like that, it's going to exist inside of a quantum computer. So... All I'm just saying, they've raised more than $64 million. This is serious stuff. Uh, pay attention to quantum computing. And if you have an opportunity to invest and you want to do a long-term investment, I mean, to me, it would make sense that you should consider something like investing in quantum computing because that is the future. Right now, meh, it's not really good for anything. But in another five years, 10 years, 20 years, that's all you're going to hear about. Mark my words. That's all you're going to hear about. And not, why do I have so many BBC links here? Uh, because you guys are not sending me good links, I guess. Uh, Tiger King, Jeff Lowe, do you remember him? He is the guy that took over, I think he, yeah, he's the one that took over the Oklahoma Zoo from Joe Exotic. Uh, but he is being sued. Um, he's being accused by the U.S. government of cruelty to animals, which I think you could kind of tell from the documentary that he was cruel to the animals. But it, he's being um, sued for recurring inhumane treatment and improper handling of tigers and lions. I, I just don't understand why anyone even wants to have one of these animals as a pet. What do you even want it as a pet for? Why do you even, I mean, and that's really all he has. Oh, it's a zoo. It's his pets. Come on. It's his pets. You don't want an animal like that in a zoo. It's not like they can't survive in nature. It's not like he's 
undergoing conservational efforts to try and help these animals. They're just raising them and having them run around in pens. That's not where they belong. Uh, so good, sue them, I guess, right? This is something that's just fun. This is just a fun, funny link here uh, that I think you'll like. Uh, Pizza Hut. <laughs> you ever heard of gravity blankets? Pizza Hut teamed up with a gravity blanket to make a 15-pound blanket that look, thanks for the pop-up, that looks like uh, a slice, a giant slice of pizza. So now you can get a gravity blanket that looks like a slice of pizza. Um, they, it, it says it features the, a large original pan graphic across its 72-inch body, and it's made from premium micro fleece. Uh, and here's the quote. There's no better way to close out 2020 than eating a Pizza Hut original pan pizza while wrapped in the warmth and comfort of the original pan-weighted blanket. It's 150 bucks. And I think for a gravity blanket, that's like the regular price for a gravity blanket, right? Uh, I, I think. I don't think they're marking it up that much. Oh, it's already sold out. It just sold out. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, too late. You don't get to have the, uh, the original pan-weighted blanket. It's already sold out. So I guess enough people liked it to get it. Sorry about that. Um, I, I have tried a weighted blanket. We had a weighted blanket for my son when he was younger. And uh, then he got a cold. And during the process of having the cold, I guess it increased his gag reflex or something. And uh, so he ate and then he laid down in the bed and he threw up. And you, these things are impossible to clean. He was like coughing, he had like a coughing fit and it let him to throw up. Uh, and he threw up all over the blanket. And so we had to get rid of it because you can't put a gravity blanket in the washing machine the same, it, it was ruined. So that's my experience with the gravity blanket. Sorry about that. Okay, now this this next link, this is, you couldn't have found something more at my alley because I'm obsessed with stupid fonts and coding fonts and monospaced fonts. This is a new little website called dev fonts. Oh, and if you want these links, they're going to be in the show notes, of course. And the show notes are at dbl.fireside.fm slash three, because this is our third episode. So you can go there. Hey, tell me something. How would you feel about getting these links with descriptions and my, maybe some notes, uh, as a little newsletter? So if you, uh, if maybe you don't have time to join for the live stream, there's a little newsletter with some little happy links in it. Would you like that? If you would, let me know on Twitter or in the chat right now uh, at Dan Benjamin on Twitter, because I, th I think I could do that. That seems like it might be a fun thing to do. But anyway, the dev fonts, this site shows you examples of all of the best monospace coding fonts in one place right next to each other. So you can scroll right through them and see in real time. And I've always wanted a site like this. And of course, I was too busy and, and maybe a little lazy to make it, but someone else has done it. And look out, look at these great coding fonts. All the popular ones are right here, but they have a little, a little plus bu button so you can add them and compare them, right? So when you hit the plus button and you compare these different fonts, it shows you uh, a little, uh, a little thing that right here, it compares them, it puts them right up at the top so you can compare them and look at them together. 
this is all me. I love this kind of thing. I love fonts. I'm a total font nerd. And this is a wonderful place to go to look at them all together. You can pick the different uh, language that you want to see the code samples of. So if you're, you know, if you're like a like a Ruby developer like me, you can pick Ruby and it'll show you Ruby formatting and Ruby code. Oh, it's so cool. I'm such a nerd. Go check this out. Uh, one of the things that I asked and the people in the in the comments are saying they would like a uh, they would like a newsletter, so we could do that. And also, I didn't know. Did you notice that I, I have a different color background light shining? I think purple is going to be today's color for this show. So that's what I've set it to purple. Why not? One of the things I've asked is for people uh, who listen to the show or watch the show to contribute some of their own projects. And and it's so hard to get your project out and in front of people. Um, it's such a challenge, I think, to do that every day. And uh, and so maybe I, I don't have a big audience for this show yet, but it's 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 going to get there. So in the meantime here's a really neat opportunity for me to share some fun projects that people are working on. People who listen to the show are working on. It might be something you're interested in. So Alexis Santos says, I just launched this puppet themed escape room last week. It's in Orlando, uh, but we can, we can forgive that. And uh, this is this kind of cool uh, escape room. Have you ever been in an escape room? But here's the thing. It says no locks, no keys, just fun. And, uh, and so here's this really cool escape room. That's in Orlando and he did a little video. I'm not, I'm not set up to like show videos yet. I will make it that way and I'll bring the audio in and record it. I just, I haven't gone to the trouble to set it all up yet, so I can't show any videos. So go check this out. Thanks Alexis for, uh, for sharing that. Um, Sky Moon created a dungeon synth album and, uh, the dungeon synth album See, now it's playing, so you got to close that down. You can hear that, but it's not the way you need to hear it. So here's this very cool synth album. This isn't going to be in the show notes, too. You've got a cool visual going on in the YouTube, and you can go and you can hear this cool. I would play it. Sorry, I'm just not set up for it. It's, you know, it's a little last minute. But go check this out. I am a big fan of this kind of thing. I find that a lot of the time I will listen to, like, DJs will do a, a set, like, um, like uh, one that I that I really like. His name is Henry Says. I'll trying out a link uh, either this episode or the next one and he'll just go a couple times a week and he'll he'll dj in his own he's in his house and he's all set up he's this amazing dj and he'll he'll do a dj set for like two or three hours it's so nice you can listen to this and he'll keep this cool beat going and while you're writing your code while you're doing your work while you're just in your house whatever you can listen to this and it's just awesome and so this is a very similar thing that our listener here has done uh, creating this very cool three out, um, you know, three, three minute long, uh, thing, but it's very cool. So go check that out. Thanks for submitting that. And then the last one that I've got is from somebody who I, I recognize this person's name. They've been a listener for a long time. Brian Sudich, I hope I'm saying that right, has a guitar newsletter that's been going out every Sunday for over three years. If you're interested in guitars, it's called Six String Sunday. He says, I put together my favorite videos, lessons, albums, and more into a weekly newsletter that comes out each Sunday. As a thank you for signing up, you'll get 50% off my amazing finger exercise bundle. So if you're into guitars uh, and you want a news, I don't know how much news, Brian, is there about guitars? I guess there's enough for, for a newsletter. Kind of cool. So there you go. Um, but you know what? It's, it's, a fr it's the Friday edition. And I actually... Um, I don't have as much time as I usually like to have, but 
that's probably going to be it for today. Is it, is that okay? That it's 20 minutes. Cause the first one was like an hour. Then the second one was 30 minutes, which is really what I'm going for, but I'm relying on y'all to, uh, to send some links to me so that I have more things to talk about. I have plenty of topics and stuff, but have you ever had one of those nights where you don't really feel like you really slept at all, where you just feel like the whole night you were like, you, you closed your eyes and you went to bed and you, and then you woke up and time passed. It's not like you're tossing and turning all night, but you just feel like there were no actual sleep happened. That's what I had last night. I don't know why. I don't know why it's, it's no fun, but, um, so later, later today, I'll be producing uh, the episode of uh, Road Work, which John and I did. There's no bonus episode this week because he was late. He overslept. His alarm didn't go off. He said, I'm sorry. He was like 30 minutes late, but that was just enough that we couldn't do the after show. Um, oh, Ivan is asking. Um, oh, yeah. And Eric, Eric says, remember Pinboard's popular links. Lots of good nerdy stuff there. Yeah, but I want stuff that's sent... From y'all, from my my real world producers, I want to be able to say, Eric sent in this link and it's cool. Yes, I mean, Pinboard is a good place to go and just get links, but I don't want to just get links. I want to get your links. That's what I'm trying for. Uh, Ivan says, what about your podcast regarding UFOs, mysteries, etc.? There are two new shows that I'm working on. One is The Evening Read, which is me reading a book. And, uh, and, and the purpose of that is one, it's an audiobook. You can enjoy it Two, Hopefully it helps you relax and wind down. Maybe you're on a drive home at the end of the day. Maybe you're sitting by the fireplace and want to just be entertained by my voice of all voices. That would be wonderful. And then of course, the last uh, thing is maybe you have trouble sleeping or you want something to lull you to sleep at night. So the first book, and you guys picked this, I, I did a poll and hundreds of people replied and picked from the list. Now I'm limited uh, by only being able to do books that are in the public domain. I couldn't just pick up a copy of you know Stephen King's It and make a recording of that and read it here because he owns the copyright to that and I would get sued if I did that. So rather than get sued... I'm going to pick books that are in the public domain, but we have lots of those books. There are lots of those books. And the first one that you guys picked is War of the Worlds. So what I've been thinking about doing, uh, and the way that I'm going to do this is I'm going to record the book. I'll read the book and uh, I'll record it. And the way that I'm thinking, and I would love your thoughts on this because I'm not totally sure what the right way to do this is, but here's my hunch. Here's my hunch is the way to do it is I'd like for this to be available to everybody and I'd like for it to be available for free, but it takes, uh, believe it or not, it takes way more work to do some project like that than it is for me to just turn on the lights and sit down here and, and record into a microphone. There's a lot of pre-production. There's a lot of post-production. I actually have to decide how I'm going to organize the book because it can't really be a one chapter per episode because some chapters are very short and some are very long. So I might go for a 30, 45 minute episode and it would become a whole string of episodes that the whole book eventually, which can take between six and eight hours to read, I think for this book. Uh, so I've got to record all of that. I've got to break it up properly. I've got to put the very subtle intro and outro music because people may be falling asleep. You don't want something jarring, etc. So there's a lot of post-production and editing. It takes a lot of work to do this, believe it or not. It's not easy. So I want to reward uh, people who want to help support that with something special. So one of the things I was thinking about doing is um, 
I'm going to pre-record all of it. I'll re- have the whole book recorded. And then maybe I'll release one episode per week. But for people who support it, maybe they get all of the episodes at one time so that they can listen to it on a, who's taking road trips? I don't know, but maybe they listen to it over a weekend or on a pretend road trip or whatever. So that's one idea. Um, having a book club behind the scenes where people could go to talk about this book or other books. If we did a book club, although I wouldn't be able to read the book we could all read the same book and then maybe we could do a live stream where we talk about the book or a book club or a discord where people could talk about it together. All of that kind of stuff is, uh, I'm open to all of that, but that's how I think I'm going to do this. And then the second big show that I really want to do is the UFO show. Um, I have a couple different ideas for the name, but what, what I really wanted to do was to, I mean, I grew up listening to Coast to Coast AM. I mean, that's like what I want to do. I want to do a a new modern version of that. I want to talk about all of the different things that people see in in the sort of alien encounter space, in the UFO space, in the conspiracy theory space. And talk because the thing is, I love this stuff and I want to believe, but I'm also skeptical. I want proof. So it's one thing to say, I think that there are secret tunnels underneath, uh, you know, the Denver airport. Okay, well, let's talk to people who know about that. So I'd love to get experts on the show. I'd love to discuss it with them. At the same time, I would love to hear people who debunk it because I'm in the middle on all of this stuff. I'm fascinated by it. I will very much want to believe in it, but also I would like some kind of proof. I don't need proof to believe that there are aliens in the universe. I think the universe is so vast and the fact that we keep finding signs of life on planets right here in our own solar system, the fact that there is life and intelligent life out there, I think at this point is a foregone conclusion. Of course, I believe that. Do I believe that they've come here? There's a lot of weird stories, but people are also weird. I want to hear from those people. I want your stories. I want to hear your stories and thoughts, whether you write in or whether you call in. I would love to have something like that that I could share those stories and talk to people and have people on as guests who have seen things that they can't explain. Uh, I've seen some things that I can't explain. And it's fascinating to talk about that, whether that's psychic phenomenon, remote viewing, UFOs, alien abduction, Bigfoot, I don't care. I love it all. And I want to talk about all of it. So this is something I'm very passionate about. And I want to do that show right. And, um, and I just don't know how to encourage enough audience participation to to get that. And anytime that I've done a poll or that I've asked people to share information, people have always done it, but it's never, it, the, the volume has never impressed me enough that I felt like I could do it in a way that would be really successful to get the audience participation part, which to me is the best part of it. So my take now is that I'm going to have to start at least start by interviewing people, interviewing people who are experts in the field and started out as kind of an interview show and maybe if there is a Q&A section of that show, people could write in their questions. And then at the end of the interview, I could say, here's 20 questions from our listeners. Maybe that would encourage more listener participation. But yes, I am doing that show. And it's it's a very important show to me. And I, I, I want to do it right. So I'm not rushing into it. Um, let's see. Um, Ivan says, try out the JetBrains monofont. I like that one, but I don't like the one that um, I like just the straight one without the little cues where it combines the two equals into one equal. They call that ligatures. I don't like the one with ligatures. A lot of people in the chats are are saying that they would love a newsletter. Um, 
Adolfo says, Dan, digging the red flannel in front of the purple background. It's like a lumberjack meets Prince's studio. Okay. I like that. That works. Um, so uh, Richard Dolan would be a great guess. Adolfo says, I'm a huge Richard Dolan fan. I watch and listen to all of his stuff, and I think he's amazing. His wife, Tracy's very cool. Big fan of them. And uh, yeah, I, I would hope he, he would probably be my number one guest to have. Also, because his following is so big, even just a mention from him about it, oh, I'm on this guy Dan's show about the UFO, that would be such a big boost for us. So maybe he would consider coming on. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but I think that's it. We've, we're, we're just at about 30 minutes, which is what I'm wanting to do for this morning stream. But if there are other things you'd like for me to talk about, if you have questions in the world, um, current events, I'm not opposed to talking about current events in, in any field. Um, the one thing I would say is this, this is one thing I'll say about politics. Again, I'm not going to talk about politics, except that I am, is I really believe that the election is done now. I think anything that Trump is going to try to do, I think if anything was going to be yielded from that, it would have already happened and it has not yet happened. So I think we're past the point now where that's going to happen. And I think we're just going to move through into January and we're going to see uh, Biden get confirmed and take the oath and become president. At this point, I don't think that there's anything that Trump can do. Um, do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know in Twitter. Let me know in the comments. And please send in those links. It it, uh, it means a lot. Uh, show me what you're working on. Uh, you can do that by going to hit me up in Twitter at Dan Benjamin or at um, DBL for Dan Benjamin Live. I guess I'm calling this show Dan Benjamin Live. Uh, you can go to dbl.fireside.fm and submit a link there. I'd love to hear it. And that's about all we got for you uh, today. So thanks for tuning in. And I'll be back on Monday at about maybe 10 central time. Be early. See you then.